0: Good morning. This is Pastor Todd. Thank you for tuning in to the Gathering Place podcast. This week, a guest speaker is going to bring a special message for the church. Here is this week's special message. Father, we pray for Kara that you would anoint her mind, you'd anoint her words to speak your heart, Lord. That you would move her uh, to, to speak what you would have the church to say, uh, to hear, I'm sorry. And, Lord, that you would open our ears to hear uh, what you would have. And so, Holy Spirit, have your way with the message and move our hearts closer to you through it. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn on your mic. Oh, sorry. Great. I
1: put it on, but I didn't turn it. So I do apologize, but I'm going to sit today. My ankle's not cooperating, so um, sorry for people on Zoom if you can't see me, but um, hopefully it will get better. (laughs) Praying it will get better at some point. But um, uh, so first of all, uh, just to give you a heads up, Byron and Nancy both have been bat- battling illness, so I felt led that we should pray for them. So and also for Don and and then also uh, Wayne. So uh, Lord and Pete, yeah. Lord, we just pray for um, all those that are suffering, Lord, whether it's um, physical, being under the weather, or whether it's uh, Surgery and, uh, and um, complications from a fall or, or, um, or just battling illness, Lord, and, and uh, uh, any other ailment. Lord, we just pray for our members that you would heal them and make it complete and make it soon. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, we're going through a series in Ephesians, and I got chapter 4, and it's all about growing in maturity, unity among the body, and living as Christ would have us live. So Ephesians 4 deals with what a mature Christian looks like. A mature Christian lives in unity and is growing into living like Christ. So I don't usually do this, but I'm going to start out reading the whole, the whole chapter. And it's 31 vo- verses, so um, it, bear with me, but it, I think it's good to get an overview of this chapter before I start in. So um, Ephesians 4. one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended? It mean? except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do and the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned, When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth, that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its eightfold desires to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. So that's the reading of chapter 4. As I began with, it's all about maturity and living the way Christ lived. But I feel like it is important to look at the stages of immaturity. So, what are some things that a baby thinks or feels? I'm hungry! I have a dirty diaper! Jesse knows these. I am cold! I need mommy! I need daddy! Wah, wah, wah. You know, these are some of the things that a baby does, you know. And it feels like, I'm hungry, I'm dirty, I'm cold, I need mommy or daddy. In the same way, Christians start out as that seed, that a little seed. They... Um, a seed that needs to be planted and grown and nurtured so how do people go through this stage spiritually i'm hungry they soak up the word they seek out other they seek out christians to tell them about god and spirituality and spiritual things they realize they have a dirty diaper on or They've dirtied themselves. They realize they've messed up their life and can't get it together and they can't clean themselves up on their own. They realize they're cold to anything spiritually. They realize they have a cold heart. They seek out anything that will warm it up. They, they, they need the nurturing of a mother or they seek out the nurturing of other of, specifically if when god's calling them into himself that nurturing of a christian to walk beside them and tell them about god and finally they need a daddy they need they need to know that they can run with open arms and he's open armed to be held and comforted and cleaned and fed and nurtured and it starts with him planting that seed in their heart of how much he loves them if you got if you've never done that it, opening up your heart For those on Zoom, or for even those in this congregation, I was told never assume where someone is. They could be sitting in church 50 years and not have made him personal savior. Um, If you need a daddy to come in, it's as easy as minting your need for him, minting that he's the only satisfaction that you need. Believing that he sent his son on the cross for you. For you. If you were the only one, he still would. He's open there with his open arms running to you saying, come to me. Come to me, little one. Come to your daddy. And then Confessing that you need Him and committing your life to Him, and so that little seed now is planted. That little uh, seed is planted in in a new Christian, a baby Christian's heart. What's the next step uh, in in the process of maturing? So physically what does a toddler think or feel it's mine what's that why these are some of the things that you know 2 3 even sometimes 4 year olds feel is that instantly they they know I'm entitled to this. It's mine. But they also have that curiosity. If you hang around two and three year olds, it's always what's that? What's a uh, name? 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 You know, like what is? What's a ball? What's a chair? Grape? You know, it's that. And it's always why? 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 So in the same way, that seed starts to grow, and it's a little sapling for a little while in Christians spiritually. And we, we, ask, we do the same th- questions. It's my church, my giftings, my friends, my money, my fill-in-the-blank, my ministry for the immature, for the immature. But then they're also learning. Uh, baby, you know, toddler Christians are learning. I never knew that story in the body, uh, Bible. What is that? How does it relate to me? Uh, you know, I, ne- I never knew that the Lord could work that way. I never knew I could pray and he, he show up. I never knew I could, uh, he heard me. What is that? But then there's also the questions, why? Why am I doing the same things I've always done when I know I love Jesus? Why is is the Lord requiring me to give my time, my energy, to give up my habits? Why did this bad thing happen to me? Why doesn't that person have their act together? You know, this is the questions that a toddler asks, why? It's mine, you know, like a toddler Christian, you know, I've had experiences where my church is the best. You come to my church, my church, they forget the church is a global church. And there's other believers that believe the same thing, but the Lord grows that little toddler, that little sapling, that little curiosity, you know, stirring up. He doesn't want us to be the acorn or the sapling. He wants us to continue to grow. So. What does a child look and think or feel in the natural, in the physical? They're always learning. You, you take a 4th, 5th, 6th grader, they always want to learn. You know, um, They're expanding their knowledge. They want to know, what do I want to be when I grow up? I know when I was a little, that fourth, fifth, sixth grader, it was always a foreign doctor. It was never a doctor in the U.S. It was always a doctor overseas. But that was the typical questions. What do I want to be when I grow up? An astronaut, you know, a doctor, a teacher, in my case, my area a farmer you know like that's what fourth fifth third fourth fifth sixth grade kids want to know is and then and then when they look at others who are you what do you do are you trustworthy They they are they are easy to tattle They did. They hit me. They took my toy. They you know they copied me. Stop copying me. <laughs> you, Jesse is laughing. You're, you're you know these things, you know. And then do you still uh, to a parent? Do you still love me? When I mess up, when I've done bad, do you still love me? So this this little sapling is now growing into a bigger sapling, and Christians go through the same questions and the same stages spiritually. We, as you grow spiritually. You have a heart to know more and more of the word, the Lord's way, what he seeks. You want to seek out what your giftings are and how do I fit in this church. Um, what are your giftings? What, what, what's June's giftings? What's Justin's giftings? And how do they fit in into my circle? You know? June has spoke life into me. Rachel has spoken life into me all those many years ago. You know, like, what are your giftings, you know, and how do you encourage one another? Do I really belong? Do I belong? And during this third to sixth grade, you know, naturally, they want to know they belong, you know, that they, their family is secure. You want to know your church is secure, that you belong, that you can rely on each other. That's what, a, you know, a middle, a middle growth Christian wants, is that they belong, that they matter. And then... They also do I really need? They also start questioning. Do I really need to forgive that person for 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 gossiping about me, you know, or for for telling me I don't ha- I don't understand the scriptures, right? Do I really have to forgive them, you know, or you know? It, they, you start. They start questioning. How, how does that forgiveness piece relate into the body? Or should they all be punished? God, you get them. You get them. <laughs> you make something bad happen. <laughs> you know? um, And then. When you realize in this stage, when you realize that you've sinned, do you really still love me, God? Do you really still love me? I I said I I got angry with it, That client, do you still really uh, love me? I, I I said a secret of wands. <laughs> do you still really love me, God? I haven't told any secrets of yours, by the way. <laughs> you know, but you start, they, they in this stage, they don't realize how much God does love them, and they question every time they mess up, do you really still love me? And God's answer is, I really still love you. So what does a teenager think or feel is the next stage. They look like a mini-adult. A lot of them try to act like a mini-adult. But what do they think or feel? They want to, even though they don't always obey the boundaries, they want to know the boundaries. They want to know that they look good. Look at my hair. Look at my makeup. Look at my clothes. Gee, I said that this morning. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then they also want to know that someone cares about them. Even though they are, all right, mom and dad, you know, as they go out the door. I. Why do you always tell me to text you when I get to, you know, the place I'm going, but they secretly want to know that you, you want to know that they arrive safely, you know, that someone cares for them. Um, they're exploring. They're exploring what they like, what they don't like, who, who they want to be, who they are, or, you know, who, what, what make, gives them joy, what gives them happiness they're exploring knowledge they're you know but most of all they want friendships they want friends they want to and and that those friends have a likeness they don't care what they look like you know they don't care if they decide to dye their hair blue they don't care <laughs> they don't care if if they you know wear holy pants, you know, because they as they accept them, their friends accept them for who they are. So in the same way spiritually, this little sapling now has grown into almost a full tree. It's a young tree. It's not producing any acorns at this point, but it's it it looks like a tree now. You know, it has some foliage that and so um, Christians go through a similar stage. Lord, what are the boundaries you're setting on me? Should I should I be going to when I know that Going to a bar would cause me to get drunk. Should I be going there? Uh, well, you said it's okay because I can handle my liquor, or no, it's not okay because you can't handle the liquor. You know, like, like you're you're testing what, where the Lord, what the Lord has said. It may not be right for another person, but the Lord has it right for you, you know. For me, it's not, you know, I wouldn't drink, but it's because of my family's background. But I have no problem with anyone else drinking, you know. Like, um, it might be not, not watching this type of show because you know that it, it makes you to have less false thoughts or I, I want the big mansion you know like the the shows even the shows about let's find a home for the millionaire you know like like could cause someone to send And could be a boundary that the Lord sets for you for a time period. Not to watch that show because it makes you want a million dollar home, you know, or five million dollar home. And you, you, that's all you can think about is getting that home. You also want (laughs) to, teenagers also, you know, in the Lord, do I look good? do I look good? Am I doing good? Am I, I'm telling the truth. Am I, you know, they they seek out like approval that they're doing what the Lord's, you know, has for them, which can go either way, good or bad. You know, if that's all your reliance and you're not relying on what he has told you, then it could be bad. But if, if you're seriously wanting advice and counsel, that's good. You know, a mature Christian is growing and making it their own and still, still needing advice from others. And we, we still want to know God cares for us. And we want to know that the church cares for us. We want uh, we continue to explore and learn more of his ways, and we want uh, and it, we want friendships. We want unity. We want everyone to get along. We want peace, and we try to promote peace. So, what does mature adults have? Oh, they yeah. Uh we need a new picture by the way. <laughs> yes. Some of these people have uh, have have decided to leave or have left on for various reasons. So and some of you have come since then. So we need a new picture. Just yeah, Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so but um, mature adults, they have control of their emotions. They value other opinions. <laughs> I, I heard that, Cal. I was hiding. They value other opinions. They know who they are, and they value themselves. They see others' worth. They know truth. They have relationship with others, and they have relationship with God, which got, got cut off, sorry. So now we are into a full-fledged tree, a full-fledged one that provides rest, provides fruit, like this one's bearing acorns now, other seeds, it's providing shelter. It's providing, um, you know, home, and and various, you know, care for for the birds or the squirrels who make the nests in there, you know. But humans, um, mature Christians, live. Going back to Ephesians four now bringing it back. They live a life worthy of the calling they have received. They are humble, gentle, patient. They bear with one another in love. They make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. They help others to find their giftings. Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. They speak truth and love. Um, Sorry, my computer is deciding to slow down. I will... Need, while it thinks. I will read it from here. Grow and build themselves up in love as each part does its work. They no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their own thinking. They put off their old self which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of their minds. Let's see. Um. I'm gonna have to just read from here. Sorry. It's
0: going too fast.
1: (laughs) Uh, They put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. They put off falsehood and speak truth truthfully to their neighbors. They do not sin in their anger. It, It was like. It might be because I'm connected to work, too. Uh, Because it was, like, fuzzy. Now it's not fuzzy, but now I've lost my place. Uh, Okay. They do not give the devil a foothold. They share with those in need. They do not let any unwholesome talk come out of their mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. They do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom they were sealed for the day of redemption. They get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. They are kind and compassionate to one another, they forgive each other just as Christ God forgave them. That's what a, a mature Christian. And we can, just like human beings, sometimes with emotional ones, sometimes we may get to maturity and then fly back a little bit to teenager. Or we may... Or sometimes we may even slide back clear to the acorn stage. You know, like, Lord, why? I need you. I need you. But a true, you know, a true gauge in this chapter is that you're growing towards maturity. You're growing towards unity. You're growing towards that strong tree, that the Lord's growing that, that sapling, and giving you the nutrients, so that you can do everything in Ephesians 4 with His help, with His guidance, with the Holy Spirit leading you. And the Holy Spirit convicts you know mature Christians like you've missed the mark. It's not that you're not mature. It's that he's furthering that maturity in you. So in conclusion, a mature mature Christian has a relationship with Jesus. They grow in knowledge of who Jesus is, who Jesus wants them to be, who Jesus wants to be to them, and how much he values them as a person. They are growing in the knowledge of who they are in Christ. They are growing in knowing what God has called them to be and their giftings. They are using those gifts to serve the body of Christ. They value themselves. And finally, they are growing in the knowledge of who their brother and sisters are in Christ. They are growing in knowing how to encourage their fellow Christians in their giftings. They see the value of others. So uh, the theme verses for this church is Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news. Uh, Again, kind of... A good news to the poor. I should have this memorized, sorry. It sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of the splendor. So um, a mature Christian experiences his love, his power, and his presence.
0: This is Pastor Todd again. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray the Lord uses it to strengthen your walk with God. If you were blessed by this message and would like to support the ministry of the Gathering Place financially, I encourage you to use our online giving portal at tgpchicago.org. Once again, that is tgpchicago.org. Our portal uses PayPal's secure site, so none of your information is compromised. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the TGP Podcast. God bless you, and have a great week.